Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat teaching by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. The verse that I'm interested in looking at is one that specifically talks about the moment that Joseph knows his brothers, but his brothers do not know him. And it's an interesting word that's used because it's not the word for seeing. It's not really the word for knowing that we typically use in the Torah, but it's the word for recognition. And so I went through many different rabbit holes, basically, rabbinic rabbit holes, to try to figure out how this word is specifically used in this kind of situation, this word for recognition. I'm sure there are many of you who know somebody. Oh, sure, I know them. But do you really know them? Do you really can you read their face? If they are sitting in front of you, can you tell what they are feeling? Because you know them so well that you don't need to ask. You just know. That's the type of recognition that we're seeing here between Joseph and his brothers, but that his brothers do not yet have for him. One thing I was going to mention this even before Dr. Rothblum was was sitting here in the service. One thing that I was thinking so much about when when looking at this verse is how you get to know students in a classroom. When my students first, especially with masks, let me tell you, that's a whole nother ballgame. But when your students first walk into a classroom, you know their names. And if you're so lucky to see their faces, you might even know their faces, but you don't really know them. You then learn with them and you start to get to know them and you can tell what they're going to need help with before you, they even tell you that they need help. Or you can tell that they're going to have an answer before you actually even ask the question. And so you think about, am I going to call on that student or another student? Because I know that that student's going to have the answer, or at least think that he does. So how do you know somebody and not just see them and not just acknowledge their presence, but really recognize them? So I'll pass these papers out. Maybe Jennifer can help me. Oh, wow. Because I can read your face. Uh, see our deep relationship, Jennifer Lowe. Mm, great. So here's the verse. It's chapter 42, verse 7. And we're going to actually look at verse 8 as well, but I want us to focus specifically on the beginning of verse 7. Vayar Yosef et Echav vayakirem. And Joseph saw his brothers and he recognized them. Vayit naker alehem. And he made himself a stranger towards them. So Joseph knows his brothers. Joseph knows who's standing before him, but he actively, he actively makes himself unknown to them. The lines that come after this, I'm going to mention now, but we're not going to actually focus on so much, though it could be a whole drash in and of itself. And he spoke to them really directionally to them in a harsh manner. Maybe that's because he assumed that if he was kind to them, that they might know who he was and he was still trying to hide his identity. 
or because he was angry with them, which he has every right to be. They also have every right to be angry at him. Again, another drash for another time. Vayomer alehem me'ain batem. And he said to them, where'd you come from? Vayamru me'eretz kana'an lishpor ochel. And they said, we came from Canaan because we needed to get some food. What kushiot, what questions, what good technical questions do you have about the first part of this line? Vayar Yosef and Joseph saw his brothers and he recognized them. Vayit naker alehem, and he made himself unknown or he made himself a stranger towards them. Jennifer. Great. Why, why did he decide to, to keep himself hidden, basically? Why not just say, I'm Joseph, your brother, immediately? As we know later on in the story, in, in the third act of, of Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream Code, um, we do get him telling the brothers who he is, and it's a very beautiful, very intimate, very emotional. There's a lot of crying in the Joseph story, um, but a lot of, a lot of weeping that happens, uh, in that, in that, um, reunion. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, Jackie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Great. Okay. So whenever I decide to do a drosh with grammar involved, I'm always a little bit scared because it's definitely not my strong suit. But Jackie is pointing out exactly the thing that I that we are going to talk about in just a few minutes, which is vayakirem. It's part of the reason that it's bolded. Vayakirem and veitnaker come from the same general root, but are in different binyanim, are in different conjugations of the word, and end up meeting, meaning opposite things because of their conjugation, which is really interesting. That's not the case in all conjugations of Hebrew. If you conjugate one word uh, into one binyan, into one... Um, way of conjugating or another they don't be they don't always become opposites but in this particular case they do so jackie was just pointing out how interesting that is norm yeah yeah mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah great right <laughs> <laughs> great okay norm said a lot of really beautiful things i'm not gonna be able to say them all again but what Norm was pointing out is that in my introduction to this teaching, Joseph doesn't really know his brothers in that way. He knew them once upon a time in that way, and he wasn't so thrilled about that. But now he, he recognizes them. He knows that they are his brothers, but he doesn't necessarily know their every next move. And so maybe that's why he keeps himself hidden to get to know them a little bit better before that reunion, before that revealing happens. I thought I saw another hand. Was there another hand? Yes. Farid. Are you going to tell me my grammar is wrong? No. Okay. <laughs> when you have a Hebrew teacher here, it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So Vera's pointing out that it, it seems like you would want the reaction to seeing your brothers for the first time in such a long time, especially if you do recognize them, to be one of embrace, one of excitement, one of familial reunion in the ways that that is positive. And... And in fact, he does the exact opposite. He decides, no, I'm going to make myself a stranger. I'm going to make myself unknown, unknown to my brothers. Yeah, Gabby. Gabriella. Mm-hmm. 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 Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Great. So the vulnerability that is felt here is such that it seems to Gabriella that Joseph might not want to immediately come forth and be so excited to see them because they did something very hurtful and he's trying to take his space. So even if that vulnerable relationship 
it was there or can get back there right now joseph is not in a place to want to feel like that relationship is one that he's going to um start up again that he's going to want to be part of again great jennifer and then we're going to move on okay great yeah Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, interesting yeah mm. yeah Great. So Jennifer was pointing out that it's possible that Joseph would not have actually known who they were had just, I don't know, Reuven came forward, right? But the fact that they all came forward, there was a recognition of family, not just a recognition of, oh, you are Reuven and you are Shimeon and you are Levi, but this recognition of there are 10 brothers standing in front of me. Remember the Benjamin's not there. My math is pretty, pretty good when it comes to minus two. Um, coming before them and knowing that the, these are my brothers as opposed to knowing them necessarily by name or really who they are as people. Okay. Let's go to some commentaries. Um, and, uh, and then we can, I, I'm happy to take some comments along the way if you have them. So Rashi first says, means he made himself strange unto them, meaning he made them, he made himself unknown unto them. He made himself like a nochri, a stranger to them in his conversation, speaking harshly. So the, the uh, Midrash that, that Rashi is, is quoting here is basically saying that the, this idea of speaking harshly, which comes later in the verse, is basically to say that he needed to change his voice. He needed to somehow hide himself in the personality that they knew him to have. And so he spoke harshly to them and he made himself unknown to them. Okay. Ibn Ezra says on the same piece of Torah, Vitnaker Alehem, Vitnaker, but he made himself strange. And this comes from the same root as Nochri, as stranger. So he and Rashi are on the same page there. Its meaning is he showed himself to be a stranger. Now, this is a little bit different than what Rashi is saying. Rashi is saying he made himself, hi, I'm Joseph. I'm going to put on a costume and I'm going to be someone else, or I'm going to change my voice and put on an accent and be someone else. What Ibn Ezra is saying is, he really, he estranged himself. He made himself a stranger to these people. It had nothing to do with his overall appearance or, or personality, but actually took space from, became estranged from. There are probably people in your lives who you once knew extremely well, and for whatever reason, you became distant from them. And now when you see them again, you, you might it might be a fine, cordial relationship, but you don't ever go back to that that knowing in the same kind of way. You don't have those, um, like the, the finishing of each other's sentences and the knowledge of a, of a person's um, feelings by just looking at them. You've taken some distance and moved away from them, and so now you've become potentially like a stranger to them. Ibn Ezra goes on to say, when Joseph first saw the group, he recognized them as his brothers, to Jennifer's point. He then looked at each one of them and recognized them in, individually. What I love about this particular commentary is that Jennifer, according to Ibn Ezra, is correct. That the reason that he, Joseph recognized the brothers was because they came as one. They came as a family. 
But then as he began to see them, and I'm not sure if Ibn Ezra is referring to just this moment or the, the continuation of the story. As he got to know them, he recognized each, each one of them. He could name them. He could say what, who they were and what they were like. So he knew, he recognized them intimately. He knew them as brothers. Okay, go to the Orachaim. This one was my, was my favorite. Vayar Yosef et Echav is on the bottom of the page, the last one. When he saw them, he felt as their brother and displayed friendliness toward them. There are many people who we haven't seen during COVID, right? So, for example, I haven't seen one of, one of my siblings I haven't seen in a little less than but close to a year. I don't know him, obviously. And when he stands in front of me, there is a sense of no time has passed at all because we have that familial, that sibling relationship. And so the fact that when they came towards him, he felt that almost like a magnetic connection, some kind of familial pull. Sure, they were, they were terrible to him, and he was not so great to them either. But ultimately, there is this connection. Now, not every family has close, personal, healthy family relations like relationships like that. But if your family at some point was close enough to have those bonds, when you see those family members again, you feel that connection. You feel that closeness. It was only from the brother's side that he appeared as a stranger. So the brothers didn't recognize Joseph. Maybe it was because he made himself into a stranger or maybe it was because they didn't feel that same kind of connection towards him that he felt towards them. The Torah emphasizes that he acted like this because the brothers did not recognize him. So th this to me puts a real fine emotional point on this moment that Joseph knew the brothers because he still felt love for them. He still wanted to be close to them. They were the ones who showed him some distance. They were the ones who said, let's take a break, right? There is a distance here that they needed, but he was still eager for that relationship. So he felt that closeness when they were in front of him, but the brothers had given up on him. The brothers didn't care to have that relationship anymore. Maybe it was because they really did think that he was dead, or maybe it was because they just were all, they were over it. They were not sure that they wanted him to be part of their lives any longer. And so when he was in front of them, there was no moment of recognition for them because they weren't looking for him. They didn't expect to want to see him and they didn't need to feel that closeness to him. Turn the page over. We're, we're, almost, we're almost done, but I want you to see this. First of all, I want you to see this because if I could show this to my, um, my biblical grammar teacher from rabbinical school, maybe I'll send this to him. Um, we had to use this thing called the BDB, which is the Brown Driver Briggs Lexicon. And th this was like the bane of my existence in rabbinical school. But when you use it now, it is fascinating. And because I don't have to do homework with it, it's great. When I had to do homework with it, it was terrible. But one of the things you get to do with the BDB is you look up a word, you look up the root of a word, and it shows you all the places that that same root is mentioned. I didn't give you all of them. I just gave you the ones that were going to make my point. So... But, I mean, they all, well, whatever. <laughs> you, can, you can look at it later if you want. So, so here are the, the other places that I want to show you the same, the same root used. 
So number one, it says to regard or to observe, especially with a view to recognition. Okay, so we see that in when the tunic is taken to the father and the brothers say, is this, is this, the, is this the tunic of Joseph? And also, when um, when Tamar is Tamar and Judah have that have that very kind of yeah well yeah it's a mo- it definitely is a moment um, but this moment where Judah recognizes that he's done something and she's smarter than he is and and has tricked him into this moment that she sleeps with him so that she can have a child even though he's not supposed to be the person that she sleeps with blah, blah, blah. anyway this verse comes up again in this moment of recognition there was a moment of intimacy and of emotional connection there and she knew it and he maybe didn't really know it and so now now there's that moment of recognition also in Ruth when she puts her face to the ground and says why are you so kind to me I'm a nochria I am a stranger I have made myself strange in front of you okay The next piece is in our particular story, to recognize as if you formally knew the person. The reason I put in brackets here, I had a feeling that maybe I'd have a rabbinical student or two in the room, so the reason I put in brackets here before a person can recognize their fellow is because that is the halacha around when you can say the shema, and it's the same word. You have to be able to recognize yourself. You have to be able to recognize the other people who live in your household before you can approach prayer and approach God, which I think is really powerful. But it's also the same as here in Genesis 42, 8, the verse right after the one we just read. For Joseph recognized his brother. They did not recognize him. Thank you, Verid. There is something here that the Torah is trying to tell us that they did know him, that they did have a relationship with him, that they should recognize him as if that relationship still existed. And so what I wanted to leave you with with this teaching is that there are really many different ways of seeing a person. There are many different ways of being in relationship with humans. One is just to see that a person exists on this planet. And that is how we engage with many of the people we know on this planet is, oh, I'm going to not hit that person who's crossing the street or, oh, thank you so much for bagging my groceries. You know that that person is a person and exists. Oh, that was a very interesting way out, Ram. Very good. Um, But there is something special about being able to see a person, see them for who they are, know them by name know what makes them unique. And then the next step is to be able to recognize them. When I'm standing up in front of a community, I recognize many of you. I know what's going on for you right now in your life. Maybe that's because you've told me so, or maybe it's because I quite literally can read your faces. And that's very powerful. It's a powerful thing that I hope each of us is able to get to with people in our lives and able to connect to community in that way, to not just know somebody, to not just see somebody, but to really recognize someone and to be able to know exactly what they need before they do, 
to know exactly how to approach someone before they approach you, to know what it means to bring a person into community and to say that we are glad that you are here. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.